Hello, hello, hello. What's up? What's going on? I'm your host today, Tsunami, and I'm here with... Asia Gray. All right, the one and only. What's going on, Asia? What's Uh, going on? What's going on is that I am prepping for my album. I heard. I overheard you. um, You had a little conversation with Kat. Um, What's going on? Um, I, um, I went to... You know, check out some fashion trends because okay. I'm going to be having a girl of the 90s photo shoot. Okay. What, you were just shopping around? Just or? shopping around, just looking at different vibes and to see kind of what represents the theme of the album. Okay. Okay. Where, where'd you go shopping? What's, what's your spot? Tell me. I Beacon, need to know. Beacon's Closet. Okay. You know, okay. and they definitely have this program for artists. Which is actually a beautiful thing. They okay. get lots of donations. It's actually um, a thrift store. Okay. And there's several locations in Fire. Brooklyn. Fire. Beacon's Closet. Shout out to Beacon's Closet. <laughs> Putting on for the youngins. Say like, nah. <laughs> I'm crying. Um, but yeah, so um, tell us a little about yourself. So you do poetry. That's your medium of art. Yes. Um, I'm a poet. And I love speaking from the heart, speaking from the mind and the soul. Um, I work here at Collective Focus. Okay. And I'm the director of Mergy Services. So oh, yeah. I love. What, is, what does that mean? Like what? I love helping people. I love connecting people to resources mm-hmm. and helping people get on their feet, you know. Yeah. I've been through the, the grind and the gutter, so I know what it's like yeah. to to be in that space to not knowing who to trust and mm. who to turn to so yeah I do wanna... you do you feel like your your art and the work that you're doing here at the hub kind of connect in that way like are they on the same wave yes definitely i feel like my art is very healing and i feel like when i help people is very healing as well so you know um my art and what I do here at the Hub definitely connects in a very special way. That's, I feel like emergency service is just another art form right. of caring for people. Mm. That's, that's tough. That's tough. So I, I guess, like, you know, in, in your own words, like, with your poetry and, like, you telling us that you kind of been through the ringer, through the gutter a little bit, um how how does like your culture like the way that you grew up how would you say that affects your art like how would uh it definitely how it affects my art well that's a good question the way i grew up was very old school so my parents are very old school very strict i grew up in a very religious household um so it's kind of Everyone thought I was kind of like a good girl, mm. a goody two-shoe. So my art for me is kind of a way for me to escape. It's kind of raw in a way, and sometimes it's sweet and central to who I am. But it's kind of a way for me to escape. And I think that a lot of people don't know that I'm a poet. And right. when people find out, they are really shocked right. <laughs> that, you know, I grew up as a very quiet kid. Um, you know, before my younger siblings were 
born, you know, it was just me and my sister, you know. And so, and by the way, she's a, my twin. So it was just us. And we were just very quiet, quiet kids. Yeah. And so as I, as I kind of grew up, you know, that saying, it's, it's kind of how a child is not supposed to be seen like un, until uh, like until you're spoken to right in that in that sense so i feel like you know me being introduced to poetry at such a young age i felt that it kind of gave me an escape to when i when i started writing poetry and wow. you know as i got older you know i got more serious with it it was a hobby but i got yeah. more serious with it i got uh you know i've been in a lot of different situations and I just needed to write about it. And yeah. And your poetry reflects all those different situations yes. and yes. circumstances. Yes. Your, your poetry cuts deep for sure. Thank like you. I, I know you, you talk really personally about, you know, your, your different struggles and then like even things that you want to see for, for the world, like moving forward for yourself, of course, but like, you know, things that you want to, be in and around in your environment mm -hmm. that's that's beautiful yes I, I definitely you know write about you know heartbreak i definitely write about love um passion um anything that actually comes to mind mm -hmm. you know and one thing i learned and i came across it was something on um someone said on youtube um, is that you don't write for yourself. You write, you're actually writing for your audience. And so, wow. and so what I realized is that even though it's my story, it's not my story. It's someone else's story mm. when they listen to it. Right, because like, yeah. they're connecting with yes. how you are telling it. Yes, definitely. Damn, that's powerful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. So what would you say, like, do you... Because I know you said people are shocked yeah. when, when they hear that you're a poet. Yeah. So would you say, like, when people hear that, like, the follow-up is, how can I support you? Or are people more so like, oh, you shouldn't be doing... Like, do people support you from, from your community, you feel? Like, family and then beyond? Family? I would say, no, my parents thought it was kind of... They thought it was like too powerful because mm. I would write poetry about me getting in trouble and I would get in more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> from them or from, from them? Oh my God. You know, oh and, God. and I feel like they, they kind of, in a strange way, they banned me from writing poetry, which mm. is because. That's curious. I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like I could not be involved you're in like, poetry. No, 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 no. <laughs> like I feel like, like I said, like you, you're not really like supposed to talk back to your parents around that time. And you know, I was born in eight, like in '88, and so growing up in the '90s, you just not supposed to talk back to your, to your parents at all. I feel like right. that's really in the black community anyway, um, from each era, and so. They just banned me, and they felt that I feel. They felt that I feel like I would. I was talking back mm. in a very <laughs> strange way. So, wow. yeah. 
Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Do you think like like us black folk as as like a culture in the whole like our parental figures? It seems like they're all kind of like like no, you shouldn't you shouldn't make music or you shouldn't be a poet. You shouldn't you know pursue creative endeavors like right. Go to school, I, get a job. Yeah, know. I feel like in our culture is definitely go to school, get a job, like. It depends on kind of like the household you grew up in because some parents, like I've I've seen, you know, growing up in the projects, parents actually were supportive of kids, you know, their kids being directors, actors, mm. rappers, wow. singers. So my household was more just how dare you be expressive. Mm. And do you feel like that? that's because you, like, you were in Brooklyn or New York specifically? Cause... I, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, my mother, she grew up in Michigan. My father's from the South. Mm. That's that Southern influence. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, I feel they just, my parents are very different, but yet the same at the same time. So... I don't know. They just felt like, no, and they and then there were other families that didn't really support the arts, and then at the same time, music programs was being closed, and yeah, you know, like it was just like art programs was being closed, and it was just like I'm looking at my parents like, why don't you want to support the arts? Because if you listen to music, that's art. When you're dancing, that's art. Right. The way we dress, like me and my family, Come on now. we always dressed to the highest of, just to the highest, like we always stepped out fly. Yeah. That's art, you know? And yeah. So I didn't understand, I was a bit confused of why, you know, they didn't support art. Like, you know, the way my mother did her hair put on her makeup. That's yeah, it's, it's very it's artful. Art. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's interesting. Yeah. I I do I definitely do feel like for um like black folks and I mean, you know, not to make it super specific, but like growing up in a Baptist culture, like a Southern Baptist thing, like religion is a big part of how you operate in life. And, like, the whole narrative around music is, like, oh, music is the devil. Yes. You know? Yes. So it's, like, poetry is kind of alluding to music in a way, you know? But I I, I feel like, not to interrupt you, but I feel like poetry, it is alluding to music, but I feel like it always has its own separate genre. Mm. So I feel like my parents, they, what was so strange is that they did support other family members that did sing, they didn't really, it was weird. They did, like, fo- they didn't really focus on poetry. Yeah. And that's what this album is about. Girl of the 90s is kind of touching base on all of those memories and to prove to them that poetry is music right. and that I don't need to sing to one make an album right. and I don't need to sing to speak my mind and so that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> right 
Listen, come on now. You you gotta you gotta be rebellious. Yeah. I feel like that's a that's a huge part of um sometimes what, what makes a narrative so good. It's like someone tells you you can't so much, you're like, Hold on, I know I can do this. And it makes you wanna do it even more. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. So like I I'm like I'm such a curious individual. Like I I wanna know like the nooks and crannies of everything, right? <laughs> so like I I like to, to get details. But mm-hmm. like do you feel like um our culture promotes like mental health or like physical health, spiritual health, all that stuff? I feel like our culture being black American culture. <laughs> He said, "Black American." He's like, "Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slave I feel American. Like... I be telling people I'm slave American." OMG, <laughs> I can't believe you. <laughs> um, I feel like um, our culture. We don't really talk about mental health. We don't talk about spiritual health. We don't talk about growth in general, and I just feel. You know, in in hip hop, you know, at R and B, we definitely have a specific idea and aspect of how we like to create and how we zero in and focus on things. And usually, yeah. it's violence, sex. Mm. Um, yes, it's falling in love, falling out of love. Um, and you know, they say, well. You know, we need to ban hip-hop or ban R&B or whatever. Yeah, since hip-hop first came out, they were like, ban it. You know, <laughs> but I feel like I feel like these are people's stories, right. you know. You know, uh, one of... Uh, I was talking about earlier with um, Bree and Crystal about Eggie Allen Poe. And even though that poem, I learned about... Uh, like, I learned that poem... I think I was in like ninth, tenth grade, and I read the poem, and I was like, "He killed somebody," because it does in the poem it doesn't state he kills somebody, it just it implies it, right. you know, and so so I'm saying if that's in poetry, how, and he's white, if that's in writing, oh you know, and people are reading it, why is it that you know, we can't express what we saw, how we felt, right. which is hip-hop, which is R&B, which is our culture, which is our language. Yeah. You know, and our, <clears throat> you know, our, our feelings of how, you know, of how our life, you know, is either in a happy place or it turned the fuck upside down. Yeah. So, it's you know. interesting, like, because, like, poetry and, you know, music, art... Art culture generally yeah. has like taken on such a different form now, because yeah. I feel like it definitely used to be like about a person's experience from like what they saw, and now the narrative has been like shifted to now it's like, no, 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 it can't be about what you saw, but it's about like more so what you do. Right. I right? feel like, I feel like if you're in hip hop, you don't have to do what you're talking about. You you know, I know that's promoted, but you don't have to do what you're talking about. And if 
you know, if you're doing that and decide to become an entertainer and you decide to change your life to get out of that, mm. I think that's the main focus mm. of the movement. It shouldn't, you shouldn't go backwards. Right. You know, if you, you know, on the street getting your money, doing you, and you get that contract, long as you know the business and long as you know what you're doing and who you are and what you want to be, you, you'll succeed. But, right. you know, in my household, you know, I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness and it was something that was always said, you can't serve two masters. And what that meant was you, of course you could work or go to school, but you and serve God, but at the same time, you can't forget, you can't give all your full dedication to something without acknowledging God. Right. You know? So you can't, you can't forget, like, you can't be like, well, my job is all I think about. That's what it is. Mm. At the same time, you have to think about, well, God gave you that job, you know? You still have to Acknowledge him. Yeah. And mm. what so, I'm, so what I'm referring to is you can't be in the street and have a contract. Like, you can't serve those two masters. You right. have to focus on one. It's either you want to mm. still be in that lifestyle or you want... Or you want to change. Or you want to change. You want to be, you want to be an influencer. You want to be the entertainer yeah. that's is influential right. so you can't serve those two masters yeah i think that you know that circles back to my question of just like it doesn't feel like that that better lifestyle or that like you know better situations are fully promoted it's more like oh you know you make it you got to come back to the same place that you know, what's helping you in the past. Like, well, yes, you gotta definitely. Make sure, you got to make sure, um, you know, do all that. And it, and it's such a fine line to walk. Right. Because it's like, all right, I'm doing better. I'm doing better for myself, for my family, all right? Yeah. And it's like you going back to a place can be, like, almost trauma-inducing and real triggering because yeah. you experienced the very things that you're talking about right. in your poems and your music. Like, you, you're now face-to-face with it again, right. you know? And, and that's like, damn. Like, I mean, there's, there's, ways, there's ways to come back. Like, you can, like, see, there's, here's this lovely community center right here. You can open up a community center. You can, you know help fund a school that you went to that's in, in your area. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, if there's a place that's shutting down, you can help keep it open. Yeah. So, I mean, there's different opportunities to come back and to help out without getting back in the lifestyle. If, yeah. you know, if that's, you know what I mean, like, you know. Yeah. I I know I know you're you're doing work here at uh, Collective Focus, and like 
I I think I think we might have spoke about this before, but mm-hmm. like if say you say you get the bag, you just come up, someone's like, yo, I love your shit. I want you to do it on the highest platform ever. You mm-hmm. fuck around and get a PBS special or some shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What are you what are you doing with your money? Like how how are you coming back and like how are you serve the community then definitely I um, I definitely would, would serve the community I think that's why I want to work with PBS because I feel like they actually do work with the community and I actually kind of just always dreamed of like like doing a documentary mm. about Brooklyn and just how where I grew up and kind of touching base on that and kind of doing... Did you, did you grow up uh, like Tompkins, right? Tompkins, yeah. Okay. Yep, over there, Myrtle. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I know you're using a, a Jay-Z video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the... You got... I, I, I want to see that T-shirt. I want to see that T-shirt made. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, or a bag. A bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but, but yeah, so you say you'll definitely be giving back. Definitely, um, you know, yeah, there's just different places. I actually, you know, thought about just, you know, starting my own, my own organization one day, mm-hmm. you know. So definitely if I get the bag, I'm definitely making sure that I invest, you know, in, back into my career. So I can keep the money flowing right. and keep and, and be able to invest into the community yeah. and just keep the money circulating. Yeah. How, how much do you feel like, like, so I, I, I love to talk about consumption, mm-hmm. right? And like what we receive from our environment, right? Like media, literally in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, what we read, what we eat, um, and I know, like you know, when you're in the hood, mm-hmm. you got you got the bodega. Mm-hmm. You maybe got like a Sea Town or mm-hmm. a Kifu, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you feel like our access or your access to food has like shaped the way that you create or like think about the the things that you create, like the things that you the put a- out. The access to food, why wow, the access to food has changed um, a lot. You know, growing up, I I didn't want for nothing. You know, um, always had a healthy meal. Um, as I got older, you know, I became homeless at one point, and I didn't know where I was gonna get my next meal, and I didn't know. I didn't realize it was so ugly, you know. I didn't realize people was actually suffering until I became homeless. And I don't know, I just prayed to God and out of nowhere, like, you know, somebody like dropped $20 and I was like, oh my gosh. And like, I was still generous. I was like trying to look for the person that dropped $20, but it was like the whole sidewalk was clear. And I was just like, I was like, okay, that's God. So I guess right. it's for me. Um, access to food has been 
time from time to time it's it's been difficult. Yeah. You know. Like yeah. who wants to kind of like go sit in a, a processing office to ask the government for shit like yeah i mean it's something you know i don't mean say shit but like no no they treat you as like yeah i was gonna say it's such a it's such an interesting process because like like humans in general are like pretty pretty prideful Mm -hmm. and like you know we don't we don't want to have to ask the next person for so much Mm -hmm. but it but it almost seems like that's a part of a lot of people that look like us, like our process, you know? Mm-hmm. Not even people that look like us, but people who come from similar backgrounds, mm-hmm. like underserved neighborhoods mm-hmm. and don't have access to a lot, you know, a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, more like most of our parents, whether you're black, brown, you know, whatever color, mm-hmm. it's like your peoples might've finished high school, not even, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you got so much weight on your back mm-hmm. to be that person, to do all that. But, like, it's almost a part of the process to, like, accept food stamps from the government, to um, accept, like, SSI right, right, right. or SSD, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the your situation is. And I'm not saying not to go do, like, go get what you need because you, 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 you got to eat. Right. At the same time, it's just like... But my thing is, it's so it's so many people who have, right. like ha- have access to these things that like right. it's so easily accessible. That, yeah, it like, is accessible. Yeah, it should it should be accessible to everyone to like be able to have a a good meal mm-hmm. or like have food sourced from from a a good place. You know, yeah, like a, instead a of yeah, instead of having like. Uh, spoiled produce mm-hmm. that's only good for like six hours after you get it from the store. Like, you yeah. Know? I, f- I feel like there are definitely different types. There definitely ha- have been access to food, but then at the same time, if you don't know about if you don't know kind of where to get the food from, then it's kind of you kind of like just stuck in this like black hole, yeah. you know. And I feel like, like I said, I grew up didn't want for nothing. But like when I became homeless, I, did, I was like, I didn't know all this was out here. I didn't know that. Like I didn't know like there was like I'm like, how could I be so illiterate about? Food pantries. Like, I know about community centers, but food pantries, there's people that hold food drives. Like, mm. I was so illiterate about a lot of things. And when you when you are wanting for nothing, but then you end up in a certain circumstance, it's kind of like, it. when you need it, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. how, could, how could I've not known yeah, that makes me think, you know. Yeah, that makes me think about like access to information. Right. Like I I know in early 2000s or late 90s things were different, but like information is super accessible now and like right. I think 
even if we don't get the bag, right. it's, it's in part our job to just spread the knowledge and be like, yo, if you need something, you can find it here, 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 here. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's literally like what you're doing. You're already giving back yeah. in the way that you want to give back in the future. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, do you do you have any like closing remarks? Anything that you feel like people should know about you or the work that you do or the people you work with? Um, the thing I would like to say is that Collective Focus Hub is an amazing place. Um, I came here last year, well, what, November 2021? It was November 2021, and I kind of didn't know where I was headed. Mm. And... I need up to a lifting place, and that's kind of what this place is. And what I do is I do as much as I can to give back to the community. And, you know, at times it does break my heart. Like it was one distro that a little girl wanted milk, and I was crying. And I'm just like, this place is like this that is needed. And if there's just more of community, you know, then, you know, I think we definitely will rise, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I appreciate those words. Sum it up, community. Community makes a difference. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you for giving me your time, Asia. I know, <laughs> I know you're busy working, but I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. So one. Wow.